Howdy, folks. This is Burt Knuckles with Benham Lures, and you're listening to the BKFT Podcast. Not real sure how you rig and cast a pod, but whatever, man. Get Benham, get bit. Hey, everyone. It's Billy here with Strictly Sales Bug Eye Kayak Fishing Trail, and I'm here with Venom Lures. That means that I'm here with Dustin Carnes and Burt Knuckles. How's it going, Dustin? Pretty good, Billy. Thanks for having us on tonight, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And Burt Knuckles, how are you doing, man? Hey, let's shake them, bacon. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. <laughs> man, I love it. And I know this is a podcast, so everyone can't see that that Burt showed up in full gear, man. You're ready to go. It looks like you're ready for the fishing expos. But listen, flowing locks of freedom is a 24-7, 365 lifestyle. Um, and yes, we are getting ready for an expo. I'm super excited about that. Are you? Just got off the phone with Dustin Hoy, Raccoon Creek Outfitters. He's uh, got a 30-some foot trailer loaded down with all of his gear and heading down tomorrow to get set up. So I told him, save us some room because we're bringing a bunch of gear too. Absolutely. Hey, and yeah. all sorts of fun. Woo! What kind of fun? Tell me more about this fun you guys got planned. Bud, have you seen me? Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like a fun, a fun-filled explosion in a, you know, in a fun-sized capsule, but not really fun-sized because I'm kind of fat. But, uh. <laughs> Uh, he, he was signing, uh, signing people's t-shirts for the last show, giving out autographed, uh, it's crazy. glamour shots. It's crazy, man. I don't even, I don't even understand it, but Hey, you know what? We give the people I, I, what they want. I, I believe the autographs on t-shirts and everything. Cause I I've seen that at the expos. Are you serious with the glamour shots? Did you show up with glamour shots? Oh, absolutely, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical well, there was one of two uh i'm not sure you know depending on what mood i was feeling uh there was one of me uh holding a couple big old uh donkey smallmouth uh from one of our lake st Clair trips and the other one uh which was my favorite is me in a very seductive pose on a cruise on a ship, ship. <laughs> there may or may not have been some alcohol involved in that but you know Nice. I remember I saw you at the Columbus Expo and I was going to come over and, and say hi and, and everything, but um, the line was too long. I was that like, was I can't wait in that crazy. line. Well, I wish you would have, man. You shouldn't come over. Yeah. Uh, we, I couldn't even believe how crazy that expo was. Uh, that was my first one ever. And uh, sorry, the dogs are going crazy over here. Uh, we had overwhelming, like overwhelming support, love. The state of Ohio was uh, very familiar with our brand, and they uh, they came to our booth in droves, and it was it was pretty awesome. It was it was kind of a, a cool experience having rows of people, you know, three and four rows deep, trying to get up to the booth and just say hi, shoot the breeze, talk fishing, pick up some venom lures. It was pretty awesome. Uh, it's a humbling, uh, really. I mean, I, I'm nobody special, but I mean, we appreciate everybody and uh, the love and the support. Absolutely. So, and we're going to do what we can to, you know, make the best quality products for people to catch fish on. Heck yeah. 
And then th- that, that, um, the Cincinnati one, I know that's coming up this weekend. We're recording right now on a, on a Wednesday night before the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then the Columbus one, that's, that's in February, right? Yeah. So February 11th, um, it's basically a little more than a month out from the Cincinnati show. And that, that one's you know projected to be yeah, a little bit bigger than the Cincinnati show, but Cincinnati it's like a tri-state area of people coming to their show. So we're, we, we haven't been there yet. We're excited to do that show this weekend. I'm hoping that people are uh, kind of excited to get out and about, you know, get back out and start doing some things. Um, I'm excited at the prospect of getting out and seeing everybody and shaking hands. And you I, know. Think, I think the world's tired of quarantine and we want to get out and live again. So we're... Uh, we're anxious to get out there and hopefully people will show up this weekend. It'll be a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then um, I know that when I went to, I went to both of them the last year that they had it. And one of the big things is just being able to talk to individual, um, the, the people at the booth, but it's really cool when you find out that they're the owner or they're, you know, really involved in the business. And then with you guys being local, I mean, you guys are down in the Lancaster area. And knowing that someone's local, just talking to someone about a specific color of lure or a lure that works. I mean, I had money in my pocket ready to spend. I was just, I was so new to tournament fishing that I felt overwhelmed and being able to interact with, you know, a group like you guys and and Raccoon Creek and have someone, I mean, you, you guys aren't, you're not selling stuff at your booth with the intention for me to go to, you know, Florida or California, I can right. take it there and right. I can catch fish. You guys have stuff for Ohio. And I love that. And this is a local podcast. So, you know, if you're in California, go buy some venom lures. If you're in Florida, go buy some venom lures, but <laughs> a little bit about your business though. Like how many, how many employees do you guys have? So in house, we run a tight ship. So we've got four employees in-house and then we have some contracted work that is still local, but um, things that don't need to be done inside our building, we send out and we've got, you know, a handful of guys that help with that too. So it's a small business, but we, we do a lot of work and we reach all the way across the U.S. We've got accounts set up in almost every state. You know, we're always looking for new tackle stores that want to carry venom. And, uh, but all the way up in Canada, we've probably got 15 stores in Canada that carry us. And then we've got a really big account in South Africa. I know a lot of people don't know, but bass fishing is taken off really well in South Africa to the point where they catch giants. Yeah, they've got giants. Two years ago, um, a tournament was won with a five five bass limit over 50 pounds. What? Yes, it's so, insane over there. They and uh, and they really like our spinner baits. I was just <laughs> we can get their secret away because it's a half a world away. They, they love our spinner baits. Yeah. The Mammy Hammer, it got that name double, for a reason. The double turtle bass, yeah. They catch some giant fish on them spinner baits, spinner baits in South Africa. It's pretty awesome. Well, I can, I can imagine that, you know, if, if I go online to, you know, venomlures.com or 
I go down to my local store, I can grab one or two spinner baits. With it being in South Africa, I imagine that you're probably making big shipments and shipping out big shipments, yeah. right? Right. So we have uh, Venomore's South Africa branch, and they will place an order for, you know, 500 to 1,000 spinner baits at a time. Um, same goes with the salty slings and crawls, things of that nature. They do really well on skip shad, which is a fluke. Um, and one of their favorite soft plastics over there is the buzztail shad. So it's, it's, it's a great bait for fishing grass and like submerged weed beds. Absolutely. Just has a thumping tail with a fluke body and okay. catches big fish. Yeah. All right. I'll weedless and fish it in the heaviest weeds and it slicks right through. I love it. And we, you know, we, I mean, we have um, plenty of, of lakes around here. I mean, just head up yeah. to the harbors, Lake Erie. I mean, East go. Harbor is all grass yeah. the right time of year. That's an East Harbor bait. Yeah. Rocky Fork. That's a Rocky Fork bait. <laughs> yep. And, but my favorite part of the skip shad, I think, is uh, burnt uh, calling it the wrong one online. You keep calling it <laughs> the fidget minute, man. That thing the fidgets fidget more minute. than it. Yeah, bud. That thing is. You know, I when I got into fishing, the fluke um, was one of the first ones I ever threw, and it was in East Harbor. Yeah. Um, throwing a, a fluke, super fluke, super fluke junior. I didn't even know what I was doing. Button and drop down on those weed beds. I don't even fish yeah. a frog. I don't even fish frogs anymore. I fish those on top of lily pads, and I work it just like a frog. Oh, shh. Let me not get yeah. my secrets away. <laughs> Listen, man, we're trying to sell baits here, though. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about the baits, um, I want to kind of throw out my experience and the ways that I like to fish, because I'm open book, and if yeah. anyone goes and looks at my Tourney X record, they know that I'm open book because I haven't won any yet. But <laughs> I want to talk to you guys about my favorite ways of fishing and then kind of be open with you about the baits I'm throwing. And then you say – if I'm going to throw a venom lure bait, what do I replace it with? Yeah, right. Sure. So I like to throw drop shot. I'm using the dream <laughs> shot. So I throw all my dream shots away. What am I going to buy from venom lures? So a couple things. How about the new? You know, this year we came out with the med shot and it's designed from a trip that we took up to St. Clair. And, uh, kind of putting our heads together. So you, we know not everybody can see it, but you can. It's 3.6 inches. It's got the deep ridges on the body, like our sweet dreams and our dream call. You know, we we that's kind of our signature thing is these deep ridges that that kind of push water. They uh, they make commotion underwater and. Plus, when a fish bites down on it, it, it collapses. It's soft. It's palatable. But we wanted a flat kind of beaver-style tail on this thing. And uh, we wanted it to be able to be ned-rigged and drop-shotted. So, you know, started talking with a, a computer design guy. He sent us some 3D model. Didn't like it. Sent it back. 
and we hashed it out back and forth and came out with a really good product. And there were a lot of checks cashed on this bait this year. So we're, we're really happy with it. Yeah. Uh, like he, it's, it's dual purpose. You can fish it as a Ned rig. Everybody knows how hot that is or a drop shot, uh, which I just really learned to start fishing in the last year. And what a competence bait that is. Yeah, the two hottest things going right now, you know, baits change through the years and techniques change through the years. And we all kind of get on these different trains, the fads that are going around. Um, your jig's always going to work, you know, a crawl is always going to work. There's time and a place for everything, but you can put these on jigs. The two hottest, two hottest things going right now are your drop shots and your Ned rigs. So we wanted a bait that kind of could cover both of those bases. And this one, Let's just put it this way. This spring, St. Clair, we had boats right next to each other. My father-in-law was fishing in his boat. Bert and I were in my boat. I was drop shotting it. He was Ned rigging it. And we were like fish for fish, pulling them in the boat. So it didn't matter. But another thing, I, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to touch with those deep, uh, those deep ridges. Uh, one, I think one aspect you missed, that really helps hold our uh, grab scent too, Absolutely. man. Increases uh, the surface area for your grab scent. It gets down in those ridges and it really holds it and it just drives drives the fish wild. Promise yeah, you. Yeah, and you're talking about something that you add. It's not added to the bait. It's something you buy extra and then you... So, so we both, we add it to the bait um, before you ever buy it. And then and also we sell bottles um, for you to add to whatever bait you want and juice them up as you go. It is, it's, a, it's kind of a secret, but it's, it's a, a fish oil that has some other stuff and some really strong garlic. And I like it on my bread, man. It just it adds a real kick. You can smell it from across the lake. When the wind's blowing, you can smell it from across the lake. And it holds on to the bait. It kind of absorbs into the bait. And... If you were lucky enough to be throwing the same bait four hours later, you pick it up and smell it, it still smells like grab scent. All right. And just because I know he'll be able to answer it, Burnt, what is that grab scent? What's it taste like? Uh, it tastes like you ate a fresh roasted garlic straight out of the oven um, with a little bit of fish paste on top. Just uh, anchovies. That's what it is. That mm, just deliciousness. Garlic it's kind of hard to stomach. Anchovies. I'm not gonna lie. What's it, yeah. what's it feel like across the back of your neck? Oh, it's uh, uh, yeah, that's a funny story there. So fishing, we were fishing with my father-in-law, and uh, he, it's great for tubes. You can put it, squirt it right up in the tube, and it really holds up in the tubes. And once again, our St. Clair smallmouth uh, trips, he fresh, fresh baited his uh, tube. tube there with the stuff and. When he casted it, it slung straight up my back, all through my neck. It was, uh, yeah, I smelled like, I smelled like that for, they smelled like a garlic fish factory for days, for days. Oh. Nice. He got, yeah, it was bad, but we caught fish and had fun. Well, you know, uh, I like that you guys brought up St. Clair a couple of times because BKFT also partners with KBF you know, kayak bass fishing. And that tournament this year is going to be not just East West Harbor and 
and a certain amount of the main lake. You know, we're in kayaks, so yeah. we can't get crazy on the main right. lake. They're, they're not going 70 mile an hour. <laughs> right. Right. And then St. Clair has also opened up. So I remember maybe 15, 20 years ago, I don't know if it was that far ago, but like fishing in the creeks in central Ohio and throwing yeah. a tube. That was the only thing I threw. I had yeah. spinner baits and tubes, but talk to me a little bit about the benefits of throwing a tube, not just for those big St. Clair smallmouth, but also for largemouth. So in Ohio, well, I guess across the globe, everybody thinks that a tube is a smallmouth bait. And it's a phenomenal smallmouth bait, you know. They they think it's a crawl, they think it's a goby, they they chomp it, they attack it. Smallmouth are ferocious, but what probably half the population doesn't know is that a tube is a phenomenal largemouth bait. And there's multiple ways to rig it. Traditionally, when people are largemouth fishing, they, they are using an EWG hook and they're putting the weight on the outside. They're pegging it on their line. They're flipping the tube, whether they're doing brush piles, pulling it up over a limb, letting it fall. Um, but I really like to use a tube and pads, lily pads. It's great for punching. Um, it's, it's more durable than any punching bait that's out there. You know, if you're using a creature bait and you're punching pads, ripping off pinchers and ripping off the legs after, you know, five or six punches, a tube will just boom, straight down through, boom, straight down through. And you can, you can use it for hours and then they, they straight up eat it. Some of our biggest bass come on a tube in the pads. Yep. You can, and it's like, you, you can rig it many, many different ways. I can throw it on a Benzilla rig or a Tokyo rig. For those who might not know our brand, the Benzilla, but uh, just one more way to fish it, you know, gets it up off the bottom, presents it, and yeah, they chew it. The Benzilla rig's nice too because that weight hits the pad and pulls the tube down through. Um, and then, like he said, our wire leader on ours is like an inch longer than competitors, so it holds it up out of the mud a little bit. So when it hits the bottom, the tube is like, you know, three inches off the bottom or your weight has sunk down an inch in the mud. Your tube is sitting two inches above that. When a, when a, when a big bass comes in to inhale that, they're not getting a mouthful of mud to get that bait. Yeah. You, you said you fish the, the creeks and the rivers here for smallmouth. Uh, that was, I grew up, man. That's my bread and butter. And I love to flip a tube in the riffles and the deep holes there's nothing like it man you just never know what you're going to catch especially out of the creeks man you can get a small mouth you can get you can musky you can get catfish you can combine the two like everybody's throwing a net rig now well guess what we've got that mini dk rig and you use a, a 3.75 inch little finesse tube on that thing that's killer in, in the creeks and the rivers because it's weedless you know, and you don't have the pesky weed guards, but traditional Ned rig, if you're fishing Hawking River, you're going to break off about every other cast because that exposed hook, whereas that mini DK rig, you rig it EWG like Texas style and 
now you're throwing a tube. It's not being stuck. Yeah, and it can get really frustrating as well. So, you know, throwing, yeah, throwing a tube. With the, yeah. <laughs> there goes another dollar. Yep. So the uh, yeah, if, if you guys are out of the expo, you know, definitely check out that DK rig. I have a bunch of those. There's nothing like figuring out that you can you can do weedless in a little bit different way. You know, there's a lot of yeah. different Ned rigs with the little mushroom head. And I've tried to hook, you know, some tubes onto some of those rigs to try to make them weedless. The DK rig solves so many problems. Um, also, there's that that goofball jig that you guys came out yeah. with too. You can use that. Yeah, the goofball is awesome because when you pop that thing, it has a spiral like death roll that no other tube jig has. So or it darts. It's either spiraling or you pop it, it'll dart, you know. It's just a real sporadic. It's, and it's small money. like to chase stuff. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're for Can I give a little, a little helpful hint that a lot of people, I, so I'm very guilty of it, especially smallmouth fishing. When I have a tendency, if I miss a strike, reel it in, cast, no, stop. Especially if you're smallmouth fishing. Just stop and let it because they tend to come back and re-hit. They'll re-hit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know for me being a when I say newer tournament fisherman, you know, I've been fishing my whole life pretty much, but at a level where I kind of hold myself accountable, that's only been for about three years now. And yeah. that that is kind of to go from, you know, you think smallmouth and largemouth as a kid, I'm like, that's oh, a bass. But right. man, it's so crazy how they're similar and then they can be so different. That's a good yeah. tip. Yeah. I like that. Two different animals. Two completely different animals, man. Yeah. But hats off for getting in the tournament scene, man. It's a, it, it's a whole different ball game. You don't have to be a pro. Which I, is, too, am learning. I've only been fishing tournaments <laughs> for about three years. So I've been fishing tournaments for probably going on 20, and I'm still learning. So it's a... But it's fun. It adds a different aspect to fishing. Like you and I could go out and fun fish. And we do. We do that a ton. We have a lot of fun doing it. But when whether it's you're throwing 20 bucks in a Lake Logan pot tournament on a Saturday morning or you're fishing a $200 mega bass tournament, it's a, a different aspect that makes it exciting, you know, and adds a little pressure. But we all have that competitive nature, right? We all want to see if we uh, if we could win this thing. So it just it if you're gonna go fishing for eight hours, why not try to win some money at the end of the day and pay for your gas to get home? Right. And <laughs> right. It's I think it's kind of like you said it's the, the competitiveness and almost like the element of the end of it. I could catch I could catch up five pounder on this cast and then i can catch a seven pounder on that next cast or i could fish for seven hours and 59 minutes and get skunked and catch one right off the boat dock <laughs> pulling in you know it's happened it's happened yeah absolutely and one of the things is like that i was on uh I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day actually uh matt davis was on the call too he's yeah. part of the raccoon creek team yeah that's a good and, uh we were just talking about the never give up attitude that you have to have when you're tournament fishing. 
And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people get in the mindset that if you didn't catch a fish early, you didn't get that kicker fish. Yeah. There are so many tournaments won in the last 10 minutes, five minutes, you know, yeah, especially early in the season, you know, water is not warm. You know, that last hour is the warmest water of the day. So they finally turn on. But uh, that, what you were saying about the never give up this, this year, Alum Creek was fishing and we had four fish in the live well, There's 10 minutes left. Everybody starts heading back to the ramp, but you've got 20 boats at the ramp trying for that one last fish and uh, was fishing a flat right right before the ramp and had a drop shot on. And it actually, I, got, I caught the fish with like four minutes left, uh, caught our, our fifth keeper. So it was never give up, you know? I, I know it. Ike and Ellie's famous for that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Something that we were kind of discussing there a minute ago with the tournament scene. Another thing that makes tournament fishing fun and makes you grow as an angler is you go fish bodies of water that you might not have went and fished, but you've got a tournament there. So you, you go and fish it. And then you learn new techniques, you learn new structure, um, new styles of fishing. So, you know, 20 years ago, I probably fished three lakes in my life and now I've probably fished almost every lake in Ohio so it's, you grow as an angler yeah absolutely you grow as an angler. yeah you have to you don't have a choice so you're either learning or you're not catching you know yeah good and I think if you that the, when you stop learning as an angler because a lot of it in the beginning I know for me is failure a lot of getting skunked and if you continue to fail and you come back i think it's because you're learning and because you are optimistic and you there's nothing like five minutes before lines in that's like the most optimistic and angler yeah. ever to be you know this is the day right high yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and so in my kind of fishing we, we got pre-fish right so you know three days before a tournament we'll go to that lake and we'll fish it and try to get on a pattern and then when you do get that pattern tournament day you're like oh we're boat two this is awesome we're getting to the spot before anybody and it's over done deal and we then it's ohio and the weather changes and it, <laughs> Dro it drops degrees. it drops 30 degrees and you don't get a fish for six hours you're like what just happened but anyway you had a lot of anticipation leading up to that have you guys uh have you guys fished any of the any local uh, kayak tournaments? I have. I have not. Um, I think I have two yeah. kayaks in my garage, which is terrible. Um, <laughs> but really, the only use that they get is when I take my son out on a little lake that we have permission to. And uh, I, I'm pretty much the motor and just taxi him around while he fishes. And well, he just catches is what he does. I don't know. Uh, he, it's pretty impressive to see that boy go out um but yeah i've never fished a kayak tournament i should probably try that i, I don't yeah, and own you know one. What? i have access to kayaks like he's my neighbor so i can go borrow a kayak anytime but uh i've just always since i was probably 18 i've been fishing with my father-in-law and he's always had a bass boat and we always got in his local club where he worked and so it's just 
and and I don't think that the kayak trails were around back then when we started, but they've really come on strong in the last, you know, eight years. Kayak fishing has exploded, and I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I, don't, I know the, the bass don't know if you're standing on the bank, if you're in a bass boat, a kayak. All right, right. But if you guys want to fish a, a BKFT, I think we should get you guys signed up, and we can even talk to Dustin Hoy if – I don't know, Bert. I don't know if your kayaks are all rigged out or not, but Dustin Hoy should be able to set you guys up, right? But I have the most basic kayak there. So. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he's going to get out and wade. Does it still count? Yeah, I'm going to get out and wade. <laughs> is, uh, is, is uh, Raccoon Creek hosting an event this year? Yes, it's going to be June 4th, and we're going to do – that's a Saturday, and we're doing one night on saturday and we're going to have live music well we're doing a family event so where we encourage anglers to camp and bring their bring their kids bring the wife you know bring the whole family yeah. out there and saturday and sunday it's going to be a whole there's going to be food we're, we're doing it up and then on saturday we all go out and try to catch fish in ohio well listen there's typically fishermen listening to this podcast so if you're a fisherman in Ohio and you have a kayak, go to Raccoon Creek for this event because there is no other camping like camping at Raccoon Creek. I second that, <laughs> one thousand percent. The most epic time you'll have. It's beautiful there. Uh, great fishing. Yeah. Great fishing. Great fishing. They have phenomenal food. You know, Chef Michael comes down and it's a heck of a good time. So leave your food at home. They warned me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, there it's it, when we talk about the the brotherhood and the family atmosphere and all that, Raccoon Creek for me, that's kind of where all that started. You know, they yeah, um Bobby and, and Dustin, they just if if you show up and you're you're your family part of that, you're like your family. So yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty that. awesome to be part of that. So, yeah. But and then yeah, they, they also that. announced they're doing a, a they're doing a, a charity thing. Uh, June 25th. I think I saw today, Bobby put something on um, Facebook where she's doing a, a charity event for a family that has a family member that has cancer. So <laughs> if you guys get a chance, uh, go check them out on Facebook. Dustin uh, and Bobby, Dustin and Bobby Hoy are the two of the greatest people walking the face of this earth. I promise you that. You will not find better people. They are amazing. But yeah, we might have to come down and borrow some kayaks from Dustin and get in that, that old tournament. That sounds, get our butts whipped by you That guys. sounds like a great time. Yeah, it does. I know they, got, like I know they got Kentucky spotted bass in that river. It's, it's, it's like a mile short of being a river, so it's a river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we're, we're looking at this year of opening up. Okay, so here's the thing. If we do the Raccoon Creek event in the spring, I'm talking about just as a trail itself, right? If we do it in the spring, we risk the, the creeks being blown out. Right. Then you kind of deter those anglers. Then if we do it too late in the season, um, maybe back to school. So we have to think about the family and the, the weather and all that. So June 4th, this is the first time that we've been partnered with with raccoon creek where the timing of this event is really just set up for anyone and we may even 
I don't want to say spoiler alert again. Anyone listening to the podcast already knows that I'm not in charge of anything. So don't <laughs> go to BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Don't take anything I say as as the as the end. We're holding you to it. <laughs> the uh, the radius might be opened up as well. So um, as far as moving water, so if you think about hawking and you know just all the all the creeks in a, a bigger radius we may yeah. even open up the ohio river what's your what's your favorite creek in ohio to fish i'm gonna put you on spot here. what's your favorite creek in ohio to fish well i grew up fishing not grew up but i was fishing the big walnut so i, I say my favorite okay. creek is the one i know where the fish should be that's yeah. right that's right you know the riffles you know the riffles same <laughs> yeah. uh Mine was Darby Creek here in Ohio, man. There's just something, some, special. something special about that place. Yeah. We we have an event. It's the Columbus Rivers event that we have in the in the fall, super late summer or early fall. And it's been one on the Darby and the Big Walnut. And I think it was one somewhere else too. But yeah, so Columbus Rivers, we do that. We do a Dayton Rivers as well. That's a lot of fun. That late summertime, that late summer, there is no better time to get out on a creek or wherever. You can really target the fish, uh, especially if it was like this summer here. You know, we didn't have a lot of rain. Rivers were low. You could go hole to hole and target those deep holes and really just pick them apart. Good yeah. times. Yeah, and, th and there's there's 20-inch smallmouth in a bunch of creeks in ohio don't let anybody tell you different absolutely <laughs> loaded talking rivers yeah. just down the road down the us. road One of, that's a world-class smallmouth fishery five minutes down the road here from us Where, which uh can you send me a, a waypoint on that one absolutely <laughs> absolutely but i'll send you a couple i'll send you a couple we like to wait it um it's literally like right outside of town but it's a good time you can spend the day just waiting up the stream and, and catching a lot of smallmouth it's fun <laughs> guys out yeah dolphins are going crazy here uh yeah so we are uh well I, now that I, I hear about this uh kayak thing that we're gonna do here in june i'm kind of excited about this <laughs> yeah i just i just got into tournament fishing like off of a bass boat uh what are the possibilities off of a kayak yeah what are the is there a length of kayak regulation I got a 21 footer in the back of my mouth. <laughs> you have a 20, a 21 foot kayak? Yeah, with a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, with it's a good question that we do get asked a lot about. Water. <laughs> you might have trouble getting out of some of that bad water. <laughs> he said Ohio River. <laughs> I heard it. I got it on recording. <laughs> I, I think it I think it might be opened up. But uh, KBF has, we, we follow the KBF rules and they, I mean, I think they have canoes available and yeah. um, there's a lot. So yeah, that kayak would definitely, that's within the rules. All right. All right. I'll have a paddle on it. Yeah, well, you can only have one. There's going to be one angler in your kayak though. Uh, okay. That's all right. I don't know yeah, if you and Bert were going to get in there together. Well, I'm going to see Dustin Hoy then. And I'm going to, I tell you what, you go do that. I'm just not pushing you out of the riffle, bud. Are you guys allowed to have uh, motors on your kayaks? Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I think Dustin then, has a Torquedo 1103 on his Bonafide. 
Yeah, they're coming out with some awesome stuff for these things. You guys got power poles now. Yeah. Motors. I love motor them. right there. <laughs> he falls off. Yeah, I fall yeah, off. Yeah, I mean it. It just keeps growing. Um, you saw uh, Mike Iconelli. He he won in one of his new boats. Yeah. He won. Uh, I think I saw in the recent article. He's the one of the first. Or no, he's the first angler to ever win every you know bass category bass master awesome. category yeah he's he's kind of a legend man you and, impress, and he's enthusiastic you know what impresses me like these kayaks these days the stability on these things i'm a big guy and i can stand up comfortably yeah. and and fish confidently and not feel like i'm gonna turn over it's it's wild like I, it is I, I've been standing for 20 years in fishing, so it's hard to not stand and fish. Um, a lot of the kayaks now, you can do that. I noticed that the guys that are cashing the checks in the kayak circuits, though, they, they seem to be sitting down. So I don't know if that's just a comfort thing or if, if that's how it's done. I don't have a lot of experience with it, but what's your take yeah. on that? Um, well, I mean, if, if you do have a motor, so motor guide, has that spot lock with the GPS. So if you're on a spot and you turn on your spot lock, you can definitely stand up and just fish until you catch them. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, boat flipping on a kayak, you're a lot lower to the water. So you can stand up, you can boat flip them, you yeah. know, depending on if you have a net or, or whatever. But I know we have one angler in our series. He's talked about on the podcast before, Sean Skidmore. Yeah. He stands he while stick. he fishes. Yeah, okay. skids, if he's sitting, that means he's catching <laughs> fish. That's <laughs> right. how you know if you see if you see him from far away and he's sitting down because yeah. we, we have to sit down to to measure him to get so. a fish on the picture of the board and hope it doesn't flop off back in the water oh, when you're taking yeah. a picture. Yeah. Like yeah. how intense is that? <laughs> it, it's, I mean, you, a lot of a lot of anglers will set the net up specifically set the net so if it flops, it'll go in the net instead yeah. of losing it. Yeah, um, but it can it can be it hurts to lose a fish even at 12 you know we do 12 inch limits yeah and even to lose a, a small one that might be your winning fish of the day you know to get your five fish limit but it seems like it happens a lot and it's i mean it's going to happen a lot you lay a fish down it's flopping so i mean we i had a lake logan tournament last year caught a fish threw it in the live well we by the I don't know noon we had a limit. My buddy says check on the live well, check the fish. I open it up, and out jumps two at once. Oof. Rockets out. One hits. I grab it. The other one jumps in. So like lost the fish. But that's like a one in a hundred chance that's gonna happen. Maybe one in a thousand. One of the family trips up to St. Clair. At the end of the day, we were taking pictures of the trophies, and our cousin handed the guy the fish and went to grab the next one. It was the biggest fish of the day, and it made one flop and flip back into the water. Yeah. And he was just sitting there, like, uh, what do I do with my hands now? You know, Sean turned around and said, Where's the fish? And we just howled with laughter. Back in the lake. <laughs> I know you guys use those fish trips um, to kind of get your gear organized and ready so that you can get this picture. 
And I think that's cool. There's got to be something that they can come up with to make those fish grips slide through a hog trough so that your fish is attached to something when you're taking your hand off to take a picture. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, you guys, you guys heard it here first. The next, the next uh, product come out from, or the first product from Burnt Knuckles Fishing <laughs> Bait Company. He doesn't even have his own Instagram. <laughs> and I did see that you had a, a New Year's Eve fish. Did you, did you ever release that guy? Uh, at 1201, uh, my, uh, my buddy Marv, the fish, Marv the largemouth, got off. Uh, he got released to go back. Uh, he was officially the first. He was officially the first caught fish of 2022. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to lie. My legs are still recovering from the 14 and a half miles that I walked around, uh, keeping him alive, but totally worth it. Yeah. it was very responsible of you to keep him in the water that whole time. And... <laughs> Listen, have a, he was a great conversationalist, man. He listened to everything I had to say and he didn't really have much to talk back about. I was... <laughs> no, it was on the live. I think that we did. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Um, there's there's a ton of rules. I think we may we may look at doing a YouTube video for some newer anglers. We've done it before, but I think some of the videos get buried a little bit. So I think it's worth doing it again and just reminding everyone, you know, fish has to point to the left, you know, belly to belly and just all the little nuances that yeah. are involved in that. Yeah, if yeah. you keep it fresh then there's no excuses you know for somebody to get dq'd like hey bud here was here was the rules clear um but yeah being new i wouldn't know you know how about you guys come up with something get something and if you guys need help i would definitely uh help you guys put out a video or something uh you know I'd hey, love listen, to do that. these are the rules that you have to follow they may be meant rules are meant to be broke but not these ones yeah. I think I think you could probably demonstrate the wrong way to do it. Uh, <laughs> Here's how not to do it. Here's how not the best. Exactly what you do. Let me catch yeah. one and do it and then be like, all right, did you see what he did? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. This is how you do it. All right. I'm I'll, I'll have something. to take you up on that. <laughs> hey, I'm great at multitasking, but I mess a bunch of stuff up at once. Don't let that don't let anybody tell you ever different. Well, uh, listen, I, I know I told you guys we were going to – I was trying to keep this to about an hour. I feel like I could talk to you guys forever. This would be a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> I want to give you guys a chance. Like, what? who else – is there anyone else you want to give a shout-out to? Anyone you want to thank? So, we want to thank all of our pro staff members because they're out there pushing the brand. We We work hard you know, day and night to create good fishing products so that we can have anglers being successful on their, on their trips. But uh, those are the ones, those are the guys that are really actually helping us sell the baits though. When, they, they get the word out there. They, they, you know, whether you're taking a picture of a bait or taking a picture of a fish you caught on a bait and saying, Hey, I caught this on venom lures. It, uh, 
it speaks volumes and it gets in front of eyeballs. And then the next guy says, hey, will you catch a fish on? Well, I'm catching it on Venom. So it sends business our way and we're a local business. So we appreciate that support. And, you know, hopefully. I definitely want to shout out uh, our wives. We have quite possibly the two coolest wives on the face of the earth. Uh, they put up with all of our nonsense and shenanigans and fishing trips and hunting trips uh so definitely a shout out to them thank you ladies we appreciate you but come out to the expo this weekend cincinnati come hang with the venom viper squad and pick up some venom lures uh billy you're gonna be there this weekend i don't know if i'll be there this weekend i'll definitely be at the columbus yeah. So, but if I if I come this down video to Cincinnati, goes for we'll... that too. this video goes for that too. If you're listening yeah. to it, Columbus is in a month. Come see us there. Absolutely. It's you guys are going to be around the Cincinnati area this weekend. Come hang out this weekend. Excited. Yeah. Get burnt on a Raccoon Creek kayak in the kayak pool, throwing out some venom lures for free. So you know, if you're in the area, you might get smacked in the head with some new net shots or something. So. Thank you guys. We appreciate this. Oh, I love it, man. And then um, uh, the, the last thing I want to do, I want to ask who you guys want to thank just so we didn't run out of time, but I'm just curious, like two, two questions. You guys can answer whatever order you want, but what's your, your top selling lure? And then what's your newest lure? So top selling lure is still a four inch salt series tube. So Venom Lures has been known for the past 35, 40 years of having the best tubes on the market. We're proud of that. And there's still a ton of fish caught on them. So that's our number one seller. Newest. The net shot. Yeah. Net shot. And that so, is a dual purpose bait. And uh, I, that is a confidence bait for me as well. Uh, both ways that you can fish it. Absolutely. Put that on the back of a brush bug jig. Put that on the back of a brush bug jig. You are welcome for that too, sir. I promise you. Do you guys have any kind of like, uh, like a trade in? Like I can bring you some of my old lures and I can trade them in. For some, yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, I, I got a, yeah, I got a trade in Fosse. You, you bring me, uh, uh, you bring me some, uh, a new kayak and I'll trade you some mold lures for it. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. Dang it. You guys lures are for $5 bills. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. We trade new lures for $5 bills all day long too. Man, I'll t the, the negotiating tactics of a small business, man, you guys are good. Yeah. Well, we're hoping that there's a good turnout this weekend. Everybody's excited. The fishing season is rapidly approaching. And while we can't do it, it doesn't stop. We're going to. What are you talking about? Listen, I'm talking free spawn, you know. Yeah. April, when we all are drooling to be on the water, is going to be here before we know it. Come out to the, to yep. the expos and get geared up. So you're ready. And we'll give you some secret tips and tricks as to what baits to use, where and when. Autograph and burnt knuckles. There you go. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, hope to see you guys definitely in Columbus and then maybe this weekend. But everyone else, get your money and get your butt down there to the expo. Get venom and get bit.
Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, I appreciate Great it. Great talking. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.